with Mother's Day just around the corner, are you thinking about something truly special for your mama? I am. And let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? So here is how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email, and these can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask, and then she can either type her response or record her voice. And then mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And then guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. You get to preserve her voice and her stories for your family. I mean, imagine you're discovering stories about her youth, her adventures, the challenges that she had to overcome in life, the way that you two connect and relate, and also the way her grandkids will relate to her. I mean, this book becomes a legacy and something that you and your future generations can truly treasure forever. I mean, your mom's given you a lifetime of stories, so this is your chance to give her a way to share them. And not only am I creating one for my mom now for Mother's Day, but for my dad's birthday, as my dad is turning 80 this year, and I like to gift him with sentimental gifts. You know, he's gifted my family and I so many treasured moments. So I wanted to create something for us to collect these memories and for my future kids, for them to know my father's voice. So beautiful, sentimental, easy to use. Let me emphasize easy to use. And you can truly create one for anyone, your mom, your dad, your bestie, maybe even you. <laughs> so check out mylifeinabook.com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code MAGIC for 10% off today. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a-U-S-E medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com magic for 10% off your first order.
There's not, absolutely not one way to do spirituality. We're all here for a variety of different reasons. Spirituality does not look a certain way, does not dress a certain way, does not honestly even behave a certain way. So from this observation, I'm just allowing myself to do whatever lights me personally and allowing others, I've always allowed others to live the way they want to live, but without any sort of judgment or hoping that they might see another light. No, (laughs) nope. One of perhaps the most healing and expanding modalities that I've ever experienced where I'm in a conscious state and I'm observing the world around me almost from a bird's eye view and I can foresee certain aspects of it. It might ignite or trigger something within me and I take note of this and I observe how this is not true and from that I shift that untruth into what feels true and feels right for me. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Njaima, Jaimayomis, and welcome to Your Own Magic. This is a podcast where I usually have guests on, but sometimes I do solos like this, a podcast for the soul where you'll hear creators, channelers, healers, guides, and conscious shifters (laughs) share their own magic, their own truth, share a message from their human experience that likely is paralleled with yours in some way and reminds you about truth and love and compassion, especially during a time like this where it's so easy to get swept up in the matrix because of everything going on. And I do also truly believe that at this time, it's okay to step in and listen to whatever's going on in the matrix. I myself am one who often doesn't pay attention to the news or whatever because I don't. I have refused to be part of the matrix and the system, right? But I've shifted to recognizing the value of listening to whatever's going on because how can we be there for others? How can we help others? How can we expand as as a spiritual entity in this human experience if we decide to tap out? We can tap out when we are in the astral plane. I mean, for me personally, I'll tap out when I'm in the astral plane, but right now, I do like to learn and know what's going on, so I feel like I can bring more value as that's part of my soul's purpose and do whatever it takes to make shifts. In fact, I never even planned on voting because I was like, that's too much part of, that's a part of the matrix. I don't believe in the system, which to be honest, I'm not at all happy with the system in America when it comes to voting. I don't know why I'm This is just rolling off my tongue for whatever reason. But I do know that right now that's where the human collective lies. And therefore, I feel like in order to make change, you can't just step out of the box 100% if people's consciousness isn't where you see it or you'd like it to be. It's extremely important to understand where people are, meet them where they're at in order to influence them, impact them in some way. If it's too far-fetched for them, they won't resonate. 
and it's hard to listen. I'm not saying I have all of the answers because I definitely don't, but I truly do want to help and instead work with them in order to help expand them. So for once, I am actually planning on voting, which I did vote for Obama back in the day. That was before my awakening. I mean, if he were running, I'd vote for him again. I don't know if you listened to last episode, but I believe he's yellow and our society's not quite ready for a yellow leader yet. Of course, if you even do plan on voting, see, you have the free will to choose what you'd like to do. And I understand my purpose in this and doing whatever it takes to make change. And so, yeah, I do intend to vote. But will I stay in the United States because I don't fully agree with their system? Probably not. I am actually looking at expanding my wings elsewhere. <laughs> However, I'm here now, which is interesting because last year, Around this time, I held my very first Euromagic retreat with the one and only Brie Melanson, and it was so magical in Bali, of all places, in Bali, where I had lived for a little bit. And I fully intended on hosting a third retreat there around this time. However, something I wasn't quite sure, but wasn't giving me that 100% hell yes, because unless I feel that this is a 100% hell yes, I likely will not do it. And then I was like, well, maybe September feels right, but it didn't for whatever reason. And apparently Bali's gonna open their doors September 11th, I believe. And will I be headed back to Bali as soon as I can? Yes, however, right now I'm feeling called to stay here and stay home around my family. But with that being said, I have to honor my energetic boundaries and have my own space. If you're like me, it's easy to feel entangled in the matrix when you are around family or parents for too long and then so I have my own space right now that is overlooking a lake it is beautiful and before that I was staying in this very adorable European village in Utah it's inspired by Switzerland and it's called Midway and I was staying at the Zermatt there and it's just so serene peaceful quiet and so is this space and it's just nice to be home right now and grounded and i have this place for a little bit of time yet i still have the travel bug i'm a soul that still wants to explore so we'll see what happens but yes there is my travel update <laughs> i was also hoping to be in hawaii but it just feels right to be with family right now pray for my dad he's an old man going through some health issues He'll be fine, but prayers for his healing are always welcomed. <laughs> now, with all that being said, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with us, you and I. <laughs> so let's dive into our very, you know what? Instead of going in order, I want to space it out so I can answer some of the easier questions with some of the deeper questions. But first, let's begin with a simple question. So this one is from Lauren Hendricks, who has been a Yomi for a long time, and I'm so thankful for her. And Lauren asks, your favorite music artist, music genre, and favorite childhood memory. All right. This is a simple question. I love, so we're getting personal, right? Honestly, when it comes to music genres, whatever ignites my soul. There are actually factors. So A, I love every genre pretty much, almost every genre. However, 
it's the song that matters for me, the song that ignites my soul. So whether that is a soulful song or not, as long as I feel ignited by it in some way, whether it invokes some sort of emotion or chills, or perhaps I just want to bop to it, dance to it, and have a good time to it, or perhaps it even brings up some sort of nostalgic memory. I mean, pretty much all the 90s music, as I was born 1990, all the 90s music and early 2000s, whether it was indie or well-known, I probably know it and I love it. However, today, man, I truly just, I love folk, rock, alternative rock, pop, hip-hop, classical, jazz, Hindu, Indonesian, country, emo, Disney, da, I mean, a variety. It does not matter the genre so much. It matters about the song and does it invoke my soul? Does it allow me to heal or excite me? There's something about music, especially when you're doing shadow work or something that heals you in some way or allows you to daydream about the future and excites you or keeps you very present in the moment and recognizing the beauty that's around you. Truly all types of genres. And then I don't have one particular favorite music artist as well, but I love many. For example, one that was just on the podcast, Shiloh Ray. Ah, uh, if you listen to Into the Wild while you're hiking or driving into the wild, I tell ya, I tell ya. <laughs> that is one of my favorites. Favorite songs, also favorite artists, also favorite humans. She's a goddess. Many that invoke the goddess as well. I mean, Dea Dova, hello. She invokes the goddess. Ayla Nuria, hello. Yaima, hello. Goddesses that invoke the goddess. Beyonce definitely does, obviously. But I also love Trevor Hall. Nako's great, but I'm sure many of you are aware of what is going on, so we won't even talk about that. I highly recommend you listen to the Trevor episodes if you haven't yet. Other artists who have been on this podcast that are amazing musicians, East Forest, love his Ram Dass series, and MC Yogi. I also recommend that you listen to those episodes if you're interested in expanding your creativity or tapping into your creativity in some way, especially if you are in a rut. I love Soul Rising. S-O-L, like sun, soul rising. And then, as far as new music, I mean, Megan Thee Stallion. Ever since TikTok, I've been loving her stuff. Some Post Malone, some... Oh, Panic at the Disco, always Panic the Disco. I'm just looking through my playlist. Kygo's great, Charlie Puth is great. I mean, I gotta love Eminem oldies. Justin Bieber's new stuff, amazing. Alicia Cara, uh, love her as well. Sabrina Claudio, there's so many. So many artists, many different genres that are all over the place. You know, I'm not too prejudiced when it comes to music genres. Again, it's truly just about the song. And lately I've been on a nostalgic kick when it comes to music, the 90s, the early hundreds, anything tied to my childhood, which segues into your second part of the question and this might be somewhat long but story time so one of my favorite childhood memories which keeps coming to mind recently was with one of my best friends Tara that I've known since I was four and we would love to run around the forest in my backyard and up and along the neighborhood and in our imagination we always felt that there was this fairy fairy named blue 
guiding us to magical places to discover new treasures around the area, which was wild because we did discover and uncover and unveil new places and always kept very safe, even though sometimes I would pick up scolds which was not the safest thing, something I don't recommend, but hey, I'm still here, I'm still alive. Felt safe and felt protected, even though we have wild animals running all over Utah, we were fine. Two little girls, we were fine. Then as you know, we grew older, we just figured blue was just a figment of our imagination. A little heartbreaking because I was fully invested in this imaginary blue that I truly thought was guiding us around. But of course, the Matrix came in and penetrated our minds to believe otherwise, along with Santa Claus. So so we passed Blue along to her little sister, and her little sister started to play with Blue. Yet Tara and I still loved Blue. In fact, while we danced around the forest with Blue and after, we wrote and illustrated stories and scripts based on blue because I had this fun storybook computer program and that was part of my nighttime routine was just to write and (laughs) create stories with this storybook program and I also wrote scripts and then it wasn't until my podcast with Shaman Durek in 2018 and then again with Heather from Activation Vibration in 2019 they both brought up fairies and that they're real and it just reminded me of blue and I was like hmm huh I was convinced she was just a part of my imagination but you know who knows but she keeps coming to mind blue does (laughs) so whether or not she was a figment of my imagination that dancing around the forest with her and Tara were some of my favorite childhood memories and then also just writing a bunch of books and scripts in elementary school that was one of my favorite pastimes and I still vividly remember writing this one script called the ghost of the piano around the age of eight or nine right when Britney Spears became very popular so she released her first album in 1999 so I was eight or nine years old when I wrote the script. I was a Britney fanatic. So I sent Britney the script in hopes that she'd be a part of it. (laughs) You know, they had the little fan mail addresses on the back of the albums. So I sent it to that address. You know, I never heard back from her, but I remember I kept imagining receiving something from her in the mail and just feeling so lighted by that. However, she never did, but one day, one beautiful day, I was on a plane with my family and we happened to be sitting right next to her grandpa. We were coming from Louisiana, I believe, or headed towards Louisiana from Georgia. And I was in middle school, so I was about 12 or something at this time, so she was the superstar, right? Anyway, I met her grandpa, and he was showing me pictures of her with him in Louisiana, and these were not from our phones, because not many people had digital pictures on their phones at this time. So he was showing me Kodak camera pictures. And I was amazed and I remember my dad and I looking it up and seeing him with Brittany on the internet. And anyway, he promised me that he'd have her send me an autograph. And guess what? She did. Maybe it was her team, but I received something from Brittany and that came into fruition and I have her autograph in my hand 
Hopefully it wasn't somebody on her team. Let's just say that it was hers. But I ended up manifesting something from Brittany, which was amazing. And now, I don't know if you're aware, but there is this whole free Brittany movement. I'm not going to dive into it here. You can look it up on your own. But wow, there have been so many synchronicities and symbols and also different codes that I feel like she's having her fans or the world decode for her to free her, especially when looking back at her lyrics. So let me just say, free Britney. There's something very suspicious going on. And I highly recommend if you love her or interested at all to look into it yourself. Conspiracy? Yes, indeed. But I always believe that there's a seed of truth in most all conspiracies. So look at her most recent Mars post. If that doesn't have many things for us to decode in that, I don't know what does. Anyway, next question. So this is from Flow with Amanda Joe. She asks, what to do when you feel multiple passions pulling you in different directions? Amanda, well, because we are multidimensional beings, multifaceted beings, we have a variety of different interests. Spirituality is also not one of my only interests, perhaps my main, but I feel pulled in many different directions as well. Now, there are a variety of beliefs some people lean towards focus on that one thing wholeheartedly tunnel vision zone in on that one thing that interests you from there you can expand and you know what i do slightly agree with that however i do personally do many different things and that is what lights me up and keeps me interested in life and i feel like i'm able to tap into a variety of my soul's many different purposes or also just whatever lights my human up. So I think that you intuitively know whether or not you need to fully 100% put your attention on this one thing or you feel like you have the time and the leisure to invest your time in a variety of different passions, then do that. Perhaps one day you, you decide to create your art or write, and then the next day you focus on your business, then the next day, yada, yada, or you split up your time during different segments of the day. Some people batch their time, like Monday, Tuesday, they focus on their researching and studying, and then Wednesday through Friday, perhaps they fully invest in their business and coaching and Saturday, Sunday, they just like to have that offer free. You know, some people that are coaches as well, I know that perhaps maybe Thursday, Friday are their coaching times. For me, podcasting, I am pretty flexible with certain guests. However, I'm pretty adamant to just have Thursdays and Fridays as my podcasting days or the solo times I'm doing it on the weekend as well or for me I like to edit on Saturday Sunday but the other things I do I like to do throughout the week I don't have a dedicated time it's kind of what just flows for me so you know if you want to fully invest in that one thing, if your soul, you can meditate on it as well. Does your soul want you to invest the majority or all of your time on this one thing till you feel like you get to where you envision yourself to be or where you feel like you have the leisure to perhaps branch out to your other passions? But you're a multifaceted being. You deserve to expand what you do in life to a variety of things if that's what calls you. So if you feel so overwhelmed and it almost prevents you from doing anything where we can sometimes feel paralyzed because we are overwhelmed with 
all the things we're passionate about or our mind envisions for us, we feel so paralyzed by it that we just don't do anything. Well, if that's the case, I would choose one thing and do that for some time till you're able to add on more. For example, people, when they want to get on their health journey, they might just add one thing or release one thing, one habit for a period of time before they add on more or release more. So for example, let's say someone wants to completely transition into a plant-based diet. Most people honestly find it easier to slowly take away red meat and then slowly take away white meat and then slowly take away eggs and dairy. So that's just an example. So that's one thing you can do when it comes to your passions, but you can add in. Focus on adding in one thing to your day. If you're a very structured person, perhaps you can dedicate a certain specific time every morning or every day, 30 minutes a day, no matter what, you have to do that one thing and then slowly you can add it and incorporate more. So it's truly just creating your own structure. I mean, we always seek this advice or how other people do things, but to be honest, how fun is it to completely create your own structure? I mean, this is your own magic. And there's truly, no matter what people say, there's no formula to anything. There's not. It's your own formula that works for you. People provide their formulas. We can take bits and pieces of these formulas, but there are parts that might not exactly work for us because we are wired to be, to be different, to be unique. We are designed differently as humans. We are a unique extension of source. And so if I were you, if I were in your physical shoes, I would clear out some time where you let go of your phone, your computer, you just have a physical, so nothing else that's distracting you because I'm not gonna lie, the computer and the phone can easily deviate our attention to what we're doing. So no matter if you're a digital journaler or not, to just have a physical piece of paper or your journal in front of you, clear some headspace, perhaps take some deep breaths, maybe if you want to even meditate beforehand, and just begin to write out what feels best for you write out all your passions and how you can begin to incorporate them and we have such a long life that even if some of those passions you don't end up touching on years from now you will one day my dad is 75 76 years old and he was his soul was nudging him he can feel it that he wants to write before he dies because he was the best writer in his school when he was younger. He's just always been a writer. And he wants to, before he leaves this earth, write a book, whether it gets seen by others or not. That's just something that is his deep calling. So no matter what, if it's a true soul calling, you're going to create it. You're going to do it. So write down a structure that works for you. Your own magic, your own magical structure. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by one of our very first sponsors, Hum, who I am so grateful for. And I'm grateful for the fact that they gift the Yomis 20% off when you use the promo code MAGIC. <laughs> but let me tell you about Hum Nutrition if you are unaware. Well, I, for one, am a testimony to the fact that Hum's gut instinct is extremely healing for the gut. 
It contains 10 strain probiotics, 25 billion organisms, and 30 vegan capsules for a 30 day supply. I've talked about gut instinct time and time again on the podcast and I can't emphasize it enough how helpful it is and I haven't had to take it actually in a while which is amazing. So I highly recommend for anybody that might be struggling with their gut health at this time to just try out Hum's gut instinct but there are so many other types of supplements that Hum helps people's vessels out with. My mom always takes their age-defined skin cell protection supplement, which contains turmeric, phytoponyphenols for antioxidants, and polypodium leuctomose. I probably, again, pronounced that incorrectly, but you know what? All I know is that it acts as a UV guard, so I've taken that as well, especially when I go to extremely sunny places and... It's just a nice thing to know that I am taking care of this vessel in many ways. So again, their supplements have been meticulously selected to balance tummy issues, skin, nails, boost your metabolism, boost your energy, have deeper sleep, or other nutritional deficiencies with giving your body, your vessel, the highest quality ingredients. They are gluten-free, non-GMO products, and most of them are vegan. And so for the Yomis, you may receive your free nutrition report from one of their nutritionists to find the right hum supplement for your needs. So go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC for 20% off. Again, that's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe that promo code works even on top of other discounts that they might potentially have sometimes they have buy three get one free buy two get one free whatever and i believe the code magic will still apply so that's just something to keep in mind anyways enjoy the rest of the episode all right next question so sailor x earth asks what have you discovered about yourself spiritually and the world within this year whoo Thank you for this question. This is something that I've finally been accepting and awakened to because I was resisting it for some time. So I don't know if you listened to the Spiral Dynamics episode. For those of you who listened to the Spiral Dynamics episode, I felt like I was very purely the extreme of green for some time. I'm starting to see the importance of integrating this human self and this world's point of view with my spirituality and my practices, especially with what is going on in the world. For me personally, because you might be at a completely different headspace and heart space with this, but for me personally, I feel it is important to understand and truly know what is going on with our world because what matters most is to expand humanity and to also more than anything, I don't want anybody or anyone or any group of people to feel less than left out, unseen, unheard, unvalued. We're human, we're all the same and Every heart deserves that 
seed of light and upliftment. I was going through um, some, I'm not a depressed person, but sometimes this human can experience depressed faces. And that made me realize the importance of understanding what's going on in the world in order to have more compassion and shift others. There's no bypassing spiritually or no ignoring because you're afraid you're going to get tapped into the matrix. There's so much power in understanding what's going on in the world and in the matrix and being present with it, taking it in, but just not soaking it in, not allowing it to influence you and your decisions in life that affect you personally but it might influence the decisions that you intend to imprint on the world that may benefit and uplift others in the world in some way and so spiritually speaking I have a great emphasis on mental health right now because when people are able to heal whatever they're going through mentally, emotionally, they're more likely to awaken spiritually in many ways. And so I'm more present and grounded. (laughs) That's it. I'm more present and grounded with what's going on in the world. I was always present with nature and the soul and my soul and everyone else's soul that are, that's awakening. But what about the souls that are still struggling and depressed? And I feel such a call to that. So Basically, in some, it's not to help wake them up, but so they feel loved. That's the most important thing to me. All right, next question. Expanded Expander. She asks, or he asks, what works best for you in reprogramming your subconscious beliefs? Such a great question. And I am going to approach this in two different ways, as there have been a plethora of guests that have shared their experience of what works for them with reprogramming their subconscious. And there are a variety of different ways. As I said earlier, there is not one specific formula for anybody. There's also not one meditation for everybody, not one mantra for everybody, as we are extensions of source and source wants to experience it all. So whatever the reprogramming structure that works for you is what works for you, but perhaps not everybody else. Though it does seem that the majority of humans do super well when they tap into their subconscious mind through hypnosis or neurolinguistics or meditation, psychedelics. <laughs> like there are a variety of different ways to step out of your limiting beliefs and reprogram the mind. And there are a variety of different teachers and guides like Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, so many. However, For me personally, I notice it's a mix of all of it. Breathwork awakens me to certain areas where I'm holding myself back and just let go of those energetic bodies. And I feel a sense of release and honestly awaken to a new paradigm almost every time. (laughs) And then meditation helps me feel connected and grounded with my soul and God source, my guides. And that somehow always shifts something within me as well. And without even knowing it, I know that I naturally just reprogrammed something in my subconscious in some way because I received some sort of insight or I felt a new sense of connection. And then psychedelics. But another way that I consciously reprogram my subconscious is simply 
deeply observing the world around me and taking in the information, infusing that with my soul's perspective, my soul's inner knowing, and somehow that naturally rewires myself to observe and see something new and expands me. And I don't know if that makes sense, but that is one of perhaps the most healing and expanding modalities that I've ever experienced where I'm in a conscious state and I'm observing the world around me almost from a bird's eye view and I can foresee certain aspects of it. It might ignite or trigger something within me and I take note of this and I observe how this is not true and from that I shift that untruth into what feels true and feels right for me. And that is another way of reprogrammed certain limiting beliefs so I can step outside of a very limited and narrow scope of what I assumed the world to be. And for a while, I always thought as I was evolving that my perspective was right, my perspective is right. And now I'm starting to recognize how a variety of perspectives are totally right for them and that no one is necessarily wrong but no one's necessarily right and anyone who stumps their foot and says this is the way it is this is the way god sees the world the universe sees the world that's still pretty narrow because it's so multifaceted that there really is no one right way to do anything and this is something, this is part of discovering our own magic that we find for ourselves. I still sit here, I still have, I'm surrounded by crystals. I'm still very much invested in certain spiritual modalities that excite me, certain spiritual rituals that are truly just fun and do light me. And I do feel a shift. I do feel an expansion. However, there's no room to judge. There's not, absolutely not one way to do spirituality. We're all here for a variety of different reasons. Spirituality does not look a certain way, does not dress a certain way, does not honestly even behave a certain way. So from this observation, I'm just allowing myself to do whatever lights me personally and allowing others, I've always allowed others to live the way they wanna live, but without any sort of judgment or hoping that they might see another light, no. <laughs> nope it's all beautiful dancing the way it's supposed to so for me to answer your question concisely what works best for me in reprogramming my subconscious beliefs a breath work or going into a hypnotic state and shifting rewriting my story there and also consciously observing the world and recognizing what might trigger me or what might make me feel unease in some way and then consciously being able to listen within my soul and shift that yeah that was a great question and this next question is also amazing from soul body balancer she asks what was your journey towards self-confidence and being so well-spoken like well thank you sometimes i don't because our human minds are our greatest critic so sometimes i don't see myself or feel myself or perceive myself as someone who is well-spoken i do sometimes stutter but i do appreciate that and and i wish i had an answer 
for being so well-spoken that I do not know. Perhaps it's from performing a lot as a child. I grew up as a little actress and uh, oh my gosh, I cringe to say, just kidding. No, it was a great, beautiful part of my child experience, but I grew up as a little pageant girl. But speaking my truth is different because when I was a pageant girl, let's be honest, I wasn't speaking my truth. I was just kind of saying whatever my mama wrote for me, my mama, my stage mama. <laughs> and then as far as acting as well, I mean, I'm just reading a script and performing that. But when I started to meditate and go on this spiritual journey and I branched out from that old worldview when I was engaged and then leaving as well Los Angeles to expand my horizons, I was able to tap more deeply into my soul and listen to her and I believe that my soul speaks through, especially when I get behind the microphone. For my podcast, I feel as though sometimes my soul comes forward, my truth comes forward because I also know that though I have tens of thousands of listeners every single week, I have to let that go because otherwise if I feel self-conscious at all, then I'm not the most well-spoken human being on the planet. But for whatever reason, when I'm talking to you on this podcast, somehow, some way, it seems to run a little more smoothly. <laughs> when it comes to confidence, I realize confidence truly an accumulation of showing up for yourself and for others. And you're able to develop your trust muscle. And because you trust yourself that you will do it, you become more confident. Or because of your experiences of showing up and also perhaps even facing humility and then conquering that humility for yourself, you suddenly tap more deeply into your power and therefore radiate confidence. If you haven't shown up for something, you would feel less confident. Or for the podcast, I do feel extremely confident in this area of my life because I've shown up for it. I've done it nearly 200 times. There's no element that's going to fully surprise me and throw me off course. But there are areas where I'm still self-conscious. I'm still not confident. I still actually, I'm somebody that does experience social anxiety still. Though my social anxiety has improved tremendously, thank you spiritual tools on my tool belt and just simply being on this journey for a long time and honestly just knowing who I am, I, my little inner child who was bullied very young or just also seen as uncool, basically just not seen as well, still sometimes may, might get triggered, but ugh super rare. I don't remember the last time it happened. And that's something I've been working on for years because it used to be super severe. So I've definitely gotten a lot better with social anxiety. But the well-spoken half of this, well, perhaps my life experience, self-confidence, again, life experience. Now, I'm sure that there are a plethora of information out there for you to learn how to be more self-confident or well-spoken, and it might take practice, but I believe, honestly, when it comes to confidence, it is stepping outside of your comfort zone, doing whatever you're scared of, even speaking your truth to many people, and just trusting yourself amongst everything else. And then showing up for yourself time and time and time again. 
I have not missed one Monday for your own magic. Come hell or high water, I make it happen. It's that trust muscle, that confidence right there. I do honestly have a lot of confidence when I am podcasting. But again, there are other areas of my life where, eh, I haven't had the best of luck, so I might not have the most confidence in the world, and that's okay. (laughs) So perhaps I might end up having to do a part two. Perhaps Wednesday I'll post a part two. But let's finish out with a couple easy ones. Like, okay, the balanced blonde. Hi, Jordan. I love you. (laughs) She would ask this, by the way, because we were both super in love with reality shows. Bravo reality shows, to be exact. Actually, I like some of the Netflix ones. Right now, I'm watching Back With Your Ex or something like that. Back With The Ex. It's so wild. Like, why? I think that's a great show if you're interested in reality shows. I think it's such a beautiful one, especially the older couple. They're literally living a fairy tale, and I love seeing that. But some of the others, it's so clear how toxic their relationship is. And you learn so much. Jordan and I both like to psychoanalyze everything. And I've watched, I watch a lot of reality shows with my dad as well when I head over there. And we just love to stop and analyze and psychoanalyze everything because it's such a great way to learn about life. When I was extremely green, like I talked about in Spiral Dynamics, or just super invested in purely tapping out of the matrix, I didn't even want to watch reality. It wasn't until after my water fast last year, last March, I started to watch reality again. I watched some in Hawaii, but then I was like, nope, no reality for me. And then I see so much beauty in it now. And so, but see, that's part of shifting my perspective. And there is so much fun in watching reality shows, unless it does make you feel toxic in some way, like you feel yourself judging or or having a little more anxiety about certain things or judging yourself in some way. If, If you tap into that space, which I had been years ago, so I totally understand where the toxicity of it comes from, that's not healthy. However, for pure entertainment for the soul, why not? So... I love this question that Jordan asked. She asked, who is your fave housewife? (laughs) With a laugh emoji. We did this one with Jay and it was fun. Oh, Jonathan, her hubby. So (laughs) who was your fave housewife? Oh, okay. I haven't watched this season of Real Housewives of New York, but for that one, Bethany, 100%. And man, for Beverly Hills, I'd, I'd have to say Queen Eric and Jane. I mean, she lives what the life she wants to live. She doesn't let age or society hold her back. She'll just do it. And she's extremely honest. That's something that I also like about Lisa Renna. She's extremely honest. I love people who are just so honest and that they own it. And Jordan and I joked about how we are truly drawn to these fiery queens. I definitely have a fire side that you don't often see on the podcast because I'm so tapped into another aspect of myself that is more grounded and a bit watery, to be honest, or in the water sign, but I do have a fiery side. I'm not really a bitch, but I definitely can stand up for myself or something that I don't think is right in a very fiery way, which might be a surprise because I understand that you guys mostly hear this version of myself, which is more calm and at ease. (laughs) 
But what wouldn't bring me ease is to suppress my fire when my fire feels like it's just rising to the surface. (laughs) I've done that before. I've tried to be passive and let it just fade, but instead it actually suppresses it. Now, again, I don't lash out in temper tantrums or something super low vibrational. It's more so I will let the fire rise in a very expansive way if I want to stand for something, if I want to own something, if I want to also just allow myself to express my passion. I'm a deeply passionate person, and so a lot of things excite me. A lot of love just fuels within me. I'm a double Leo. Double Leo. So, yeah, I've got a lot of fire. It's just wired within me. And then she also asks, also fave channeling experience. Oh my gosh. Okay, so from my personal perspective, I've really only felt myself actually channel an entity itself a couple times. And so on that, I'm keeping it a bit sacred. I think I've talked about it before, but for my own personal channeling, which has only happened a couple times, it was when I really was just going through a rock bottom and I just needed some healing. And it was as if my guides came through just to show me that everything is okay. So that was a powerful shift. But then I still will never forget this magical time right before the day before our very first retreat. Brie and I were in this beautiful, tranquil Bali home nestled in the forest. And we were sitting on the couch and she's beginning to channel. And the Palladians came through and told us the reason for this channeling, why we were here why the women who were coming to the retreat were coming, what we were all going to end up doing collectively as one, and Brie's purpose, my purpose, and I just remember Brie bawling. And Brie doesn't often, I mean, she's a Scorpio. She doesn't often just, well, actually, no, now she's a big crybaby because she's so in her heart, but, (laughs) and she's also a water sign, right? But, so Brie ended up tearing up and crying and because it was so moving and I felt this overwhelming sense of love And then later at the retreat, which he channeled at the retreat, there was, again, just this overwhelming sense of love coming through that invoked many tears. And so when it was just us intimately together and she channeled, and then at both retreats when she channeled, those were very powerful channeling experiences to have witnessed. Ugh, I loved it. So this question is from BMorganX04. And she writes, Never have I ever done shrooms. By the way, thank you for asking a never have I ever question. There were very few never have I ever questions. But, okay, so never have I ever done shrooms. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I've done shrooms. I did half a one with Allie back in 2018. There's, okay, so there's these little chocolates that have shrooms in them. And we just split the chocolate. And it was nice, but it wasn't anything intense. We just went into this blue cave, or they call it the blue cave, where the Dalai Lama meditated. And we just meditated there for a long time, probably a lot longer than it felt. And then we walked to the forest and just felt very connected with nature. And it was beautiful. I felt as though the palm trees were truly waving to me and looking at me and dancing with me. Though I do kind of feel like that even not on shrooms, but it was at a heightened state where I almost felt like I was Alice singing with the trees. However, 
However, my friend and I in Bali, I don't know if she would want me to reveal her name, but my friend and I, we had a very insane experience together. We were at her room, we were at her place in Bali. I came over and we did shrooms and it was so beautiful, ugh, so magical. Oh my gosh, I remember everything just was so vivid. I took a video of how beautiful. I think I even storied it because I thought everything seemed so vibrant and beautiful around me. So like the brightest green and the sky was a variety of different colors. All these pinks and purples and oranges in the sky and then I look back at that video and it just looks like a normal scenery a beautiful green but also a blue sky <laughs> with a little bit of a sunset and I know that videos cameras do not do justice but I definitely saw a variety of different colors than what was there and so I love how much it opened my mind to seeing what my naked eye doesn't often see. And then also, of course, she shape-shifted a lot when I looked at her. I shape-shifted a lot when she looked at me and we saw a variety of our different souls and being and essence and wow. It was a very, very intense and magical experience. And then we went and ate dinner at this delicious place called Zest in Ubud right after and had, I think, pizza. I don't remember, but it was so magical. Uh, and so I intend to do that again when I'm with her. <laughs> and ooh, you know, what? I might as well just answer one more, squeeze in one more question. And then, of course, I'll get to the majority of the others, part two, Wednesday. So this next question, Michaela, Michaela, she came to the Bali retreat and she witnessed Brie channeling and that magical experience. So Michaela asked, have you always been such a warm and magnetic person? Arr, no. <laughs> Definitely not. I think warm, yes. Magnetic, meh. I mean, there was a short period of time when one of my best friends passed away and I was so deeply depressed and out of it that I just became this raging bitch because all the stuff that I was suppressing just unleashed and you would not want to be around me. But it was a... Fortunately, a very short period of time. My friend Sid, who was on this podcast recently, the one being black in a white community, that episode, he got to witness that bitch phase as well. Because he knew me when I was, you know, just he knew me, my soul, who I was. And then just he saw and witnessed as well this shift. And it was a short period of time, fortunately, but I was going through it. But you know what? That allows me to have we're all going to have these different phases and ranges so we have a broader understanding of this human experience and so do i regret that bitch phase no but you know it's just not me so warm yeah i've pretty much always been warm except for that short phase magnetic person not at all <laughs> no again i was a loser in school so for until i got to the late middle school early high school but i tell you what I'm telling ya, no matter what kind of person you are or what you would love to be, just be it, be you, and your uniqueness makes you so freaking magnetic. I feel like another sense of magnetism and honestly owning even just my humanisms, for example, the social anxiety and 
having phases where I'm in a bit of a dark space, that has allowed me the opportunity to connect with more people and naturally, no matter what you're going through, again, there's not one color to spirituality. There's a variety of colors and so whatever you're going through as a human and being completely transparent and honest with that as it relates to so many others that is what's going to make you magnetic and feeling your worth for all things because you've got nothing to hide and this is a simple question to answer could you please do one episode on how to deal with toxic negative parents much love and this is from tansy lee yes let me know guys if you guys are interested in doing an episode on how to deal with toxic negative parents. Yeah, I can definitely do that. <laughs> Though I love my parents, I do. I'm so blessed with the parents I have. But, you know, there's there the they can definitely be in a negative headspace and they would not be able to argue that because they know it's true. In a toxic and negative headspace, especially being very invested in the matrix. <laughs> All right. Well, I believe that is a wrap. I hope that you have a magical Monday, Tuesday. I'll see you Wednesday. And I look forward to hearing from you. Feel free to message me anytime at Raquel Mantra. And now let's just begin the outro. Yeah? <laughs> Love you. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group. Especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. The Pyrite is monthly and the gold membership is just a one-time payment. But don't forget that there's an upcoming at-home retreat experience called Home. You can visit that at youronmagic.life forward slash home. And that will be with Brie Melanson and I, my fellow alien channeling Palladian boss babe. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.